0: Well, with the legalization of marijuana less than a month away, time flies, doesn't it? Plenty uh-huh. of discussion uh, discussions are being had about it. A recent news article questioned whether or not you could overdose on cannabis and what the proper language should be when someone has had too much cannabis.
1: To explore this, we're joined by Dr. Michael Verboro, the chief medical officer for Alephia Total Health. Thanks for joining us this afternoon.
2: Hi, thanks for having me.
1: Now, maybe you can start just so our listeners know what uh, Alifia Total Health is.
2: So Alifia is a medical license producer that operates seed to sale, vertically integrated, uh, producing medical cannabis and ensuring patients have access to proper education and utilizing cannabis for conditions such as chronic pain. Oh, okay, so you're a
0: medical uh, cannabis uh, company.
2: Yes, medical cannabis focus, and they operate the Cannibal Medical Clinics, which use patients on a referral basis uh, to utilize cannabis if appropriate.
0: Okay, so maybe we should cut right to it. I think when I hear the word overdose, I, I think immediately to death and I or dire consequences. Um, so first of all, is there a lot of overdoses, and is overdose the right word?
2: So I think the problem is that the public has the misconception that an overdose automatically leads to death. And the problem is, is with the opiate, the, the headlines and papers have been associated with, unfortunately, uh, death in many of those scenarios. But the reality is, is you can overdose on uh, any medication and not have uh, a toxic effect or like a death. You can have adverse effects that create... A number of different problems for you but you can overdose without dying um, and when it comes to medical cannabis you can overdose which is just taking too much and getting effects that you were not anticipating or expecting without dying you actually cannot die if you take too much cannabis
0: so is overdose a medical
2: term yes it is a medical term and, and the best definition is consuming um, a higher dose with unanticipated side effects which would technically probably fit um, cannabis users who consume too much it would technically be an overdose but I think the problem is uh, people are very reactive to that word because of the opioid crisis.
1: So what do you think the right word should be then doctor?
2: So you know amongst my peers and colleagues we've floated many terms such as uh, cannabis toxicity, cannabis poisoning uh, cannabis overdose and there's not a good consensus and I even hear from uh, the general public and recreational users that greening out is even a term <laughs> that some people are considering. I think the best term believe it or not is overdose and I think it just has to be stipulated that a cannabis overdose is not fatal by any means.
1: Why would you say uh, no then to uh, to cannabis to- um, toxic- toxicity or poisoning?
2: I think the problem with toxicity or poisoning is the technical definitions of those would, you know, assume that you could have some type of damage to the body, such as uh, liver problems or kidney problems. And we don't see that with cannabis overdoses. You don't tend to have a toxic effect, um, at least not on the organ. The body will um, heal itself, essentially, once the cannabis is out of the system, you won't experience those type of toxic effects but I think there's no good consensus amongst uh, even the experts in this area about what the proper term is.
0: Oh Well let me help you out I'm not a doctor but overconsumption seems to be the word that comes to mind I mean if I drink too much water if I just for whatever reason continuously throughout the day drink too much water it could have you wouldn't call it an overdose but it could have physical impact on me so it would be overconsumption.
2: I think that term would probably fit uh, what we're looking at here. So I think that would be a viable alternative term. Overconsumption makes sense to me as well.
0: You know what? Don't uh, credit me. You take credit
2: for it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll bring you into the clinic soon. because <laughs> well,
1: I think what, when I think about drinking alcohol, mm-hmm. and is it an overdose when you drink? Alcohol is alcohol poisoning. What is that term right. that we use there besides well, just hangover? See,
0: but think about what you just said. So Which alcohol is alcohol poisoning. poisoning right. So can mm-hmm. you, so let's talk about that because an overdose or overconsumption of uh, cannabis, it, it is not the same as an overdose of a drug because drugs will affect specific organs, right? And does cannabis have that same effect?
2: So so cannabis, mostly in terms of uh, an overconsumption or an overdose of cannabis, it can lead to psychiatric side effects, so you can have extreme anxiety and paranoia, and in very rare circumstances you can hallucinate, and that can cause a whole host of problems okay. secondary to that effect. So it's not benign by any means. You can still have many, many side effects that could potentially be harmful if you take too much THC specifically, a specific ingredient in the plant, but when you compare it to... Um, other things like alcohol or uh, cocaine, those are actually toxic. If you consume too much of that, you could have a heart attack or you can go into heart failure or you could have uh, a coma or seizures. So there's just so many more uh, dramatic and drastic potential consequences with those other substances that we don't see with cannabis.
1: So you can't die unless you do something stupid like getting in a vehicle and get in action, but you can't die from smoking too much pot or cannabis.
2: Yes, exactly. So so it's not toxic in the sense that no matter how much you consume, you will never have a toxic dose. The drug itself won't kill you, but if you were in an altered state, then theoretically you could do something that would harm you.
0: Mm-hmm. So, yes. so why, does, why are we warning people about, or why do we hear stories about, say, dogs get into cannabis and... Um, it could be lethal or there's people have concern about children getting into edibles especially, but mm-hmm. cannabis in general. So does it have a different effect on, say, animals and children than it does on an adult?
2: Well, just the dosage. So, you know, an adult dosage of THC, um, you know, an adult can tolerate a much higher dose than a child just based on their weight. And uh, So cannabis is fat soluble, so it goes into the body's tissues. And if you're an animal or a child, your your weight is substantially less, so the dose is much more pronounced. So it's going to take less of THC to uh, create uh, substantial side effects for for children or animals potentially.
1: And of course, if it's chocolate edibles, dogs mm, don't yeah, do well, chocolate exactly, yeah. well either. Um, so I, I guess with anything, you know, and and even on your side with the with the medical marijuana and and that start. start slow and then i'm guessing that there's um dosage guidelines that you would give to your patients then doctor
2: yeah so at our uh, cannibal medical clinics uh we give patients titration schedules which is essentially a day-by-day dose on how to very slowly increase this and you know the goal for the first week when using medical cannabis is not to really notice much difference it's to very slowly ease into the process of relaxing the body and the nervous system. And so we just slowly encourage people to go up by even one or two milligrams of THC very slowly so that we don't get substantial side effects. And the general public, if they're using this for recreation, should probably follow similar guidance. Hmm.
1: We're less than a month away from legalization, uh, Dr. What What are you expecting once it happens?
2: You know, I have a lot of different expectations. Uh, you know my my whole hope is that this uh, does create a regulated framework so that regulated products are accessible so that we know what's in the cannabis that is being sold, um, that we have a you know a system in place to ensure that young children don't get access to it. And the reality is is uh, the time that we face is quite difficult uh, with the opioid crisis, and I'm really hoping that this will put a dent into
0: A very very big medical and public health problem interesting Uh, I know uh, given your field of uh, I was gonna say field of study but uh, field of employment you would I'm sure argue that cannabis is still a much um, much safer um, drug than other drugs do you argue that and why is
2: that so the main issue like safer than many other drugs is just because of the science around it and how it works on the body. Uh, Cannabis does not bind to the receptors in the brain that control your ability to breathe. And if you compare that to things like alcohol or opioids or even anxiety pills like Xanax, those drugs interact on a very dangerous part of our brain that if you consume too much, you can have a toxic overdose and die. So for me, cannabis is about not interacting with that area of the brain. And to me, that is a safer drug. Okay.
1: Does cannabis have any bad interactions with other drugs, Doctor?
2: So, to date, we don't see many substantial interactions. There's many theoretical ones. Okay. In my experience, I haven't appreciated really dramatic um, interactions that had huge clinical consequences. One drug, though, however, um, uh, an anti-epileptic, for example, called clobazam, might interact with one of the ingredients in cannabis called CBD. And a lot of children with pediatric epilepsy are now using CBD to control their seizures. Mm-hmm. And so there are some potential um, interactions there, and we have to guide patients on how to use that properly.
1: Education, 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 mm-hmm. huh? Absolutely.
0: Well, will we face uh, an additional or different challenge when we start talking about edibles down the road?
2: I think we will. Uh, the reality is, is we have to dis- decide what strengths and products uh, are going to be available. Um, the government is going to have to regulate this so that the products are not attractive to children. Um, these are all problems that we're going to face. And- Patients and consumers need to be educated on what an appropriate dose is. Most people overdo it, and they take a second dose before the first dose kicks in because it's taking too long. Mm. And then that's when they get into trouble.
1: And that's what uh, someone had, they were ta- talking with me about an experience recently, and that's exactly what happened to them, As they thought, oh, nothing's happening, nothing's happening, going to take some more, and then it was just, uh-oh you know just, i can it was, see it
0: uh, I, I think of a you know to really dummy it down because i'm more comfortable yeah. in that area
1: hey i can have one shot at well yeah field. i don't feel anything let's have three. right
0: or or think of a jersey <laughs> milk Burger. bar where you're you know you click off one of those little squares and and eat it and then think boy I yeah i could sure use another I mean, before you know it all, all you're left with is a wrapper i can i can see the edibles being far more challenging as far as uh regulating consumption
1: um, Doctor one question comes in here and I don't Tim wants to know the answer to it and I don't know if we've I, CBD and cannabis the two of them uh, it's still some uh, I've got a lot of learning to do it wants to know if someone can OD on CBD so,
2: so CBD does not uh, have Um, It does work on the brain, but it doesn't have the same psychoactive potential side effects of THC. That's right. So we have not seen, um, you know, there is no theoretical overdose of CBD, and the World Health Organization has a great report on CBD they put out earlier this year. So the answer would probably be no, you can't overdose on a pure CBD product, but a lot of CBD products have a minute amount of THC. And I theoretically, if you consume too much of that minute amount of THC, then you would be exposed to a big dose. And then you could have some side effects and, okay. and theoretically an overdose, but the chances would be substantially lower than if it was a THC product. You
0: know, uh, we should have finished there, but I, now you've made me think of something <laughs> else. So if, if cannabis doesn't um, affect the brain or interact with the brain like another drug might, I, I don't know how else to word this except to say this. It, I have friends who have, been smoking marijuana for years and they just seem like functional dumber than stones yeah they they seem dumber than yeah exactly right it has to be affecting it over a long a course of consumption or it has to be that they're constantly stoned
2: yeah So so cannabis does work on the brain there's actually a lot of receptors for thc in the brain And if you're using it regularly and and you're using it every day, then it's in your system all the time. So the problem is, is if you're looking at uh, people you know, it's probably still in their system. You'd have to give them two to three weeks to get this medicine out of their system or this recreational product out of their system. And then you'd have to look at them and see if there was still cognitive side effects. But we definitely know short-term use causes Uh, temporary amnesia it really relaxes people so it can slow you down uh, physically and mentally but that should wear off after two to three weeks
0: gotcha okay Okay. interesting stuff
1: thank you so much for joining us this afternoon really appreciated great uh, great information doctor thanks for having me and thank you dr. Michael Verboro who is the uh, chief medical officer for Alephia. Alifia
2: Alephia, yeah. total
1: health, Alephia, Alephia, total health. Lots of interesting stuff, and people are texting in. Said, oh, well, you know, if you're if you're going to smoke and drink, do it this way, mm. and you know, sometimes you can get like nauseous and that's what they were talking about that yeah. kind of ends up being the, the greening out part that he was talking about that has been that's the term that's been used for a very long time that you've had too much
0: I swear if overconsumption becomes the term I've changed my mind we should phone the doctor back I want credit you
1: for you want that. credit for that okay
0: <laughs> it's job and show I am working here no more
2: I just left, took all the pieces I've been working for Don't you try and stop, i I'm walking through the door You can take this job and shut it, I ain't working here no more
1: Oh boy, Vontae <laughs> Davis doing exactly that on the weekend. The veteran Buffalo Bills cornerback quit during <laughs> during he, half-time. He quit at halftime.
0: I didn't even know that was an option. That, <laughs> he quit at halftime. That would be, in other words, in uh, afternoon uh, news. Like you'd be quitting. That'd be four next, o'clock. Yeah, yeah. That'd be like you Don't know what? Don't think about it. I'm not coming back.
1: So uh, apparently, he said uh, he told his head coach. Teammates, he wasn't playing the second half. He was done. He got change and left the stadium. No announcement, nothing. That just said, Okay, I'm out and then afterwards he put out a release. Mm -hmm. And I I actually kind of respected the release a okay. little bit more, and he had said, this isn't how I pictured retiring from the
0: NFL. No kidding.
1: But in my 10th NFL season, I've been doing what my body has been programmed to do, get ready to play on game day. I've endured multiple surgeries, played through many different injuries throughout my career, and over the last few weeks, this was the latest physical challenge. But today on the field, reality hit me fast and hard. I shouldn't be out here anymore. I mean no disrespect to my teammates and coaches, but I hold myself to a standard. Mentally, I always expect myself to play at a high level. Physically, I know today that isn't possible, and I had an honest moment with myself. While I was on the field, I just didn't feel right, and I told the coaches, I'm not feeling like myself. I also wondered, do I want to keep sacrificing? And then he goes on. Yeah. But hey, I, I can respect that. I can you know sometimes what, what can you
0: respect that? I, uh, I can respect
1: that. that sometimes decisions and life changing, life altering decisions come at you fast and sure. hard. If you're a part of a team though, you might want to wait just to the end of the game. Well, I know. I picture our
0: headliner at the Ebbitic Comedy Festival <laughs> turning to me and saying, You know what? I've decided to retire and walking out the stage door. Like that yeah. well, retire after the show.
1: You know, the season is long, it's more more important for me and my family to walk away healthy than to willingly um, willingly embrace the warrior mentality and limp away before it was too late. And just, apparently, thought maybe the next you know two quarters that would happen. Just but, too
0: much. How much have you got? Two quarters left in you? Nope. nope. I'm out. It's just weird, <laughs> eh? hey. Hey, Devonte, the dressing room's this way. I know. I'm going home. <laughs> this door slams. I gotta go. <laughs> the six thirty Chad afternoon news with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross weekdays at two. On 630CHAD.